The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today FM. It all happens here. How many climate action plans have we had? Well, the government has signed off on the details of the existing one today. And in it, we have things like a target of reducing the total kilometres driven by cars by a fifth between now and 2030. Also, there will be a reduction in fuel usage by a half, which means that apparently about near to one third of all cars will be electric by 2030. There's also measures in relation to buildings and also agriculture and no colour of the national herd, which we'll get to in a moment. Uh, But Hannah Daly, Professor in Sustainable Energy at University College Cork. Uh, These ideas for reducing car usage, how realistic are they? given the growth that we have in population and the amount of people at work. Hi, good evening and thanks for having me on. Um, you know, w- when we look across all the many hundreds of actions spelled out in this plan, many of them seem you know, unrealistic or unachievable. Many of these things no other country has done in such a short space of time. So, I, I, but, but, you know, we're just coming out of COVID. We developed a vaccine in a year. You know, we, we, we managed Brexit. We managed, um, you know, you know to, to get through COVID with huge innovation and with the right leadership and with the right kind of drive and societal sort of push for this. These aren't things that we kind of think we, we, we should do or can be nice to do. These are the actions that we have to achieve and that we have to figure out how to achieve to um you know to keep our climate safe and to um i suppose to get the best uh, for for everybody to to improve people's well-being because you know traffic and and, and motoring they're not some sort of nice pleasure you know pe- you know the cost of cars is is crippling for many families many families need to have two cars to, to get by um and and for example one of one of the measures that i saw in the climate action plan that gave me great hope was you know small buried down in one of one of the tables kind of um a few hundred pages into the report, was that 30% of um, what they call escort to education journeys, basically the school trip, would be replaced by sustainable modes. What that means is more kids on school buses, more kids cycling to school and walking to school. And you know, who's to say that's not achievable? And think of all the huge number of benefits that that would bring. I'm sure lots of people would love to think, as they're listening in their cars at present, that they would spend one-fifth less miles or kilometres in their cars by 2030. Um, I'm sure maybe one-third of them would love to be able to afford to buy electric cars. But I suppose the question still comes back to, as more and more people are at work, we have more people working than we've ever had before. Most of them have to travel to a place to work and for many public transport is simply not available to them and until such stage as it is how are we going to achieve these ambitions of course and you know public transport and cycling and so on aren't going to be um, available to every person but for many people um, they clearly are an option i mean we, we will have to dramatically improve the provision of bus and rail transport and improve the quality you know I've, I've been left stranded waiting for a bus home um, more than once which which is a miserable experience and um, and, and that will have to end and that's acknowledged in the report that there's you know before that you know these these won't come about by punitive measures to simply you know stop cars it'll be about offering better alternatives which are simply not in existence at the moment. I want to bring in Jennifer Whitmore, a Social Democrats TD and spokesperson on the environment. One of the measures that's been suggested is a reduction in car parking spaces for employees in the public sector. Because at present, there seems to be preferential provision of such places, even in places like Leinster House, isn't there, that an awful lot of civil servants get that people working in the private sector don't. 
Yeah, I mean, that, that's, I suppose, one of the issues that, that's been discussed, um, Matt, is in relation to particularly the, the parking at Leinster House. And I think it was interesting that we've heard now that from uh, the Taoiseach Katanisha and the Minister for uh, the Environment that all of them would be keen to see the even the front uh, car parking space at Leinster House uh, re-envisaged and, and actually go back to a green space. And I suppose the question I would have is why hasn't it happened if, if, if they're all uh, so keen to see it happen? I mean, they are the, the head, head of government and surely it should be within their remit to, to even action such a simple thing. But I suppose what, what I would like to say in relation to the plan, because as Hannah said, it's it's a real large document and we've just received it. Um, but I am personally becoming increasingly disillusioned when, when I hear the Minister talk as if everything is going really well and it's all going according to their plan. This government has been in place now for two and a half years. This is the, the second, there was a climate action plan in 2019. Then we had the programme for government targets that this government has set out. And now we have this plan. But the reality is, to date, the government has not met any of the targets that they've set out in relation to climate. Our emissions are going up. Last year, they went up by 5.4% when they were actually meant to be dropping by 4.8%. We have the second highest emissions in Europe. And as I said, the, the government have not met any, any targets at all. Um, I heard the minister in the press conference today talking about how there's, you know, that they're on target when it comes to retrofitting. Because there's, there's a few main sort of planks, I suppose, to how the government plans on meeting these climate targets. And one of them is retrofitting. And he said, we're on target. Now, because he said that there was 27,000 retrofits that had been completed. The reality is the target that the government has set is for 500,000 retrofits to be two level and there's actually been 6,000 of those done uh, this year. When, when, you're, when you're talking about 500,000, right? So there's no way could anyone say that we're on target to meet 500,000. Um, 400,000 uh, heat pumps are to be installed by 2030. This year it was 1,340. 945,000 electric vehicles. Uh, this year to April, 58,000 electric vehicles on our roads. So I think the reality is that, you know, we can have this, this new climate action plan coming in today. And, and I absolutely, and I've said this to the Minister, I would love to think that the government have this under control because we need for them to have it under control. We need, uh, as a country and, uh, you know, as a nation, that, that they are managing our climate uh, actions properly. Um, Sorry, Jennifer, there's a couple of other things here. For example, solar panels on all new residential buildings, public buildings and where possible schools by 2025. Does that actually make sense? Is solar the best way to deliver? You mentioned heat pumps, which a lot of people in the the building trade would say would actually be better. Uh, Others would say the investment has to go into wind energy, probably offshore, rather than putting in solar panels, which are only really of use when there's daylight hours. What I'd say is we're going to have to do everything and the government's going to have to do everything. And I think solar is a really big part of it. Um, and actually the Social Democrats uh, have put forward a number of policy proposals in relation to this. We actually believe that the government, sh- there should be much more state intervention in solar panels that actually what we need to see are teams of uh, people going around estates, essentially going around and rolling them out across entire estates. Because putting solar panels in would mean a- an average home would reduce their electricity costs by So when you're talking about the energy crisis and the energy prices we're seeing at the moment, that will be a huge benefit. But obviously there's emissions benefits to it as well. And we have called for the government to really invest because they actually don't do a lot when it comes to solar. 
despite, I suppose, all, all the rhetoric that's there. When they're talking about the solar and the rooftop revolution uh, when it comes to schools, they're talking about like six kilowatt um, uh, solar panels going in, which, which is sort of what you would get on a, on a household, really. So I'm not sure whether that's going to meet the needs of schools. And I think what we need is to see a really big push towards solar because it is a very important part of what we need to be doing. What I will say to you is that I put forward a proposal at, during the finance debate uh, with the finance bill calling on the government to reduce a zero rate VAT on solar installation and solar, solar panels and they refused to do it. It is now something that the EU is encouraging states to do and this government refused to bring in that zero oh, rate okay. VAT. Jennifer, I- so I would, what I would say though, before I go is, so we can have all this rhetoric, we can have all the plans, but if the government isn't actually doing the actions and showing us how they're going to meet them, you know, it's just going to be another plan that ends up sitting on someone's shelf somewhere. I'll be back to you in a second, Jennifer, but I want to return to Hannah Daly, Professor in Sustainable Energy at UCC. And what do you make of the decision that there will be no cull of the national herd and that any plans to reduce will be on a voluntary basis. How will the 10% target of a reduction in methane by 2030 happen if there's no cull of the national herd? Well, again, that call is a very emotive um, kind of word. So is so is the national herd. You know, you know, it's it's not a national asset. Um, you know, cow, cows are you know privately owned, and uh, you know it, it's it's very clear from modelling from Chagask and from all sides that um, there has to be a no more growth in, um, in in dairy expansion and a reduction in suckler cow numbers to to achieve any in any way meaningful um, carbon reductions. And um, it's clear from the, the plan doesn't spell out, you know, explicitly a cut in cow numbers, but it does um, promote a lot of the savings, especially in the first carbon budget, are required to come from so-called diversification opportunities. And that means, you know, incentivizing farmers to switch to less carbon intensive activities. And there's lots of win-wins here, you know, both for farmers, um, for diversified income streams, and for nature, you know, not just the climate, but 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 for but for air, water, um, ecosystems, um, and for for reducing greenhouse gases, those are, for example, forestry, afforestation, um, you know, solar farms, um, and uh, and um, most importantly, growing different food crops. So, for example, tillage. Um, there's there's um there's a target, for example, planting beans. Those are an extremely you know low carbon source of protein. So Ireland could actually produce far more food from plants while reducing emissions. And I think that's something that to be welcomed. Jennifer Whitmer, you're critical of the government not doing enough as you see it. But could it be that that the government possibly feels it's doing as much as it can because of public attitudes? Because certainly an awful lot of the text messages that are flooding into the show as we speak are very hostile to the idea of having to reduce car usage or been restricted in car parking. Are you still there, Jennifer? Oh, we seem to have lost Jennifer. Well, Hannah, can I put that to you? I mean, how do you, how difficult do you think is it to persuade people of the benefits of all of this? I mean, you're convinced, but it seems that a lot of our listeners are not. Yeah, look, the first step is real leadership here. And even though the kind of dull car park, uh, you know, dis- discussion point is, is really tiny in terms of emissions, um, and, and Neil Martin made that clear, it's really important that the public sector and leaders, like the political leaders, 
you know, start by meaningfully reducing their own carbon footprints and the actions. And, and, and the plan does kind of outline where the public sector will lead on this. It's very important, for example, even in flights that they're explaining, you know, the choices around when they're when they're using different classes of flights, uh, because people won't get on board with this unless they perceive the actions as being fair, unless there's a fair burden across society. And this is where we need to get, you know, the question of who pays, the just transition right, uh, and as well community communicating to people that you know, climate change is, is a huge problem and I think that there's still a big understanding gap here this is not something about far off places and you know future generations climate change is here it's now and we have our foot on the accelerator of climate change and i think you know leaders are probably understandably reluctant to lecture to people but for example take take covid they were very clear about what the dangers of covid were uh, you know what people could do to to limit the spread of covid and what the solutions were um, and so I think hopefully we're starting to see a turnaround in that communications that people have to understand, you know, what like what we're doing, what what we're doing when we're emitting greenhouse gases. It's permanently destabilizing the climate. You know, it's it's not um, it's not some sort of kind of woke trend. <laughs> okay, well we leave it there, Professor Hannah Daly, Professor in Sustainable Energy at UCC, and Jennifer Whitmore of the Social Democrats. Thank you for joining us. <laughs> The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today FM, it all happens here.